what's happening, y'all? You're listening to the Hella Dangerous Podcast. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, I know that we're in some very interesting times right now, so I'm probably going to be pushing out more content because uh, just like a lot of people in the world, I've been laid off. So, um, you know, basically every day is just a new day to tap in with God, tap in with myself and just find ways to be productive. Um, before I even get to um, anything, I want to thank everyone for listening to my most recent interviews. Um, they've been very long episodes, so I appreciate you guys for really tapping in and really uh, taking time, man. I don't like to cut my guest off or limit my guests. This is my podcast. Um, I'm not owned by anyone. I am not listening. I'm not like I don't have to abide by anyone's rules. Like I'm not on a network or anything like that. So pretty much the content is free will. So I like to um, extend that olive branch to the guests, you know. So um, thank you all for listening to those episodes. Uh, you know, Najee and Rachel, they um, you know share some very personal things. We also have some good laughs on the episodes. So. Uh, yeah, thank you. I usually keep my episodes really short. I keep them really precise. But uh, those episodes, they were just really good sessions of uh, just hanging out, snacking with them, um, breaking bread. And um, it means the world to me that you guys still tapped in. You guys still listen despite the length of it and things like that. And if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to those episodes, I suggest you listen to them. There are two very great people. Um, Najee is like a brother to me. Um, that's just a guy that since day one, we've just been brothers, man. That's someone that like, uh, I love to death. That's a guy that, um, we could be very vulnerable, very open with each other. Um, you know, I was on his podcast, interviewed me and it's like he touched on where it's like, you know, we could get into like the more deep, personal, very vulnerable conversations, but we could also sit back and crack jokes and have a good laugh about anything. So, um, you know, I just appreciate that brother for that duality and for that openness and um, for sharing that space with me, you know, because uh, it's not always easy to do what I do. Like, I get a lot of credit for being vulnerable and being this and being that, but it's not the easiest thing to do, you know, and you don't always get uh, encouraging responses. So I love anyone who gives me those encouraging responses. Um, Rachel, that's my slime. Um, that's, my, that's my folks. Uh that was another great episode. Um, you know, she came in, was snacking chips in y'all ear the whole time. But as she said, she said that was for the aesthetic of the show. So I'll let her slide on that. But, uh, man, we had a great conversation. It's always great to um, have a woman's perspective on the show, especially a black woman at that. And, um, yeah, so I just thank both of them for coming to the show and supporting the show and um, just being themselves and um, contributing because uh, I'm only one man, you know, and I'm limited. So, uh, yeah, I just had to get that whole crazy intro out the way, man. I hope y'all are uh, staying afloat, staying positive. For you people who are working during these times, man, I want to commend y'all and I pray for y'all. And I hope that y'all are staying safe and that your jobs are definitely um, being, what's the word here, being realistic and um, being accommodating of these times, you know, whether it be financially, whether it be emotionally, I hope that they're doing that. For those of you who have been laid off like myself, I hope you guys are um, staying safe. I hope that you guys are uh, 
doing the right, you know, just taking precautions. I hope that you all are um, staying afloat. Uh, hope that your mental health is great. I hope that you are finding things to occupy your time because I know that we have to be uh, confined to our homes, at least in Sacramento and California, you know. So uh, I hope that you all are uh, just taking this time to tap in with yourself. I've personally taken this time to really, uh, and I got to do better at this. Uh, I, I've, I've been lacking on this, and I'm going to say out loud, I've been lacking on it, but I'm really just getting closer to God. And I feel like I've been doing it on the spiritual level, but I feel like I need to do it more as far as like getting deeper into uh, his word, you know, through the through uh, the Bible, through my devotional, through my uh, Bible study books, um, through uh, just videos that have been sent to me, um, things of that nature. You know, I just got to stay on top of it, you know, but um, I hope you guys are taking this time to really just tap in. Um, especially with yourself. Uh, I've used this time to really self-reflect on just my habits and what I do with my time and what I do with my money. And, um, you know, I hope that using these times to check in on folks, you know, um, I've checked in with a lot of people and everyone's being affected differently. You know, there's some people who are, you know, having a blast making music every day and, uh, you know, doing push-up challenges and stuff. There's other people who are stuck in homes that they don't want to be in, who are reliving moments and memories that they wish they didn't have to or that they thought were gone. And um, I just want to be mindful in these times uh, to just check in on people, man. Um, even the people you see on Instagram posting stuff all day, friend, man, really check in on people, man. Everyone over here like, oh, you know, my life has always been in quarantine. This is do-do-do-do. And like people who are talking crazy, man, just check in, man. Um, this is a time for empathy. This isn't a time to figure out Who's the coronavirus expert? This isn't a time to brag about who can stay in the house the longest or who can shame who. Man, it's a time for empathy. We all got different living situations. We all have different lives. So um, let's be empathetic. And, I, you know, I have three friends who have been exposed to the virus. And, um, you know, let's just be empathetic, man. This isn't a time to tell people what to do or how they should be living, man. This is a time to pray for folks and... Um, just to be empathetic, man, and to be mindful, you know. Um, I see everyone is a coronavirus expert. Everyone want to tell you what to do in these times, how to live, and um, that ain't the way, man. You know, if you got information, spread it with love, show it with love. You know, like if you are the expert, you know some stuff, man. Share that stuff with, with the right intentions, because intentions and presentations, everything. Like if I know everything about something, and I need to present that to folks. You have to present that in a way that um, is in benefit to people. So if it's just more so you're presenting it to show how smart you are and how dope you are and how much you know and to uplift yourself, you're doing people a disjustice. You're doing people a disjustice, a disfavor. You're not helping people. If your intention is really and your goal is really to help people, then you then you will present it in such way. You will humble yourself and you will come from a different space. This is not the time to be like, oh, I know all the remedies. You people are dumb. That's not going to work. This ain't the time to be attacking people, not to come at people. And I just really want to um, draw that point home, you know, that this and I mean, no time is the time to do that. But like, just check yourself, you know, I always talk about intention at heart and um, just ask yourself if you out here posting stuff. If you know all this stuff and you think you know it all 
and you have great information, ask yourself when you present this information, is it for the betterment of the people or is it for your ego? If it's for your ego, don't share. Don't share because you're useless. And I mean that in the most respectful way. Like, If I have the information on how to cure people and how to help people prevent from getting sick, but I'm using information to glorify myself, it's useless because it's not going to connect with people. But if I'm coming from a place of love and compassion and concern for my fellow people, then it's going to connect with people because people are going to feel that. So if your energy is like big, big, uh, big expert person, big, uh, big God, big God complex, and ain't going to work. And I just had to get that off my chest, man, because it's been killing me. I see it on Instagram and, you know, I love you all. But, man, like with love comes accountability. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm a whole my people accountable, just like I hold myself accountable. And I know it's real cute when Natty Free talks about his self and his problems. And then whenever, you know, the mirror gets flipped, things get all weird and uncomfortable. And y'all want to hear that. But uh, it's the truth, man. So um, I just want to try to sit on that. So I went to Instagram and uh, I asked people to, you know, throw some things out they want me to talk about. So I got my phone right here, right? Because uh, I took some screenshots of what people want me to talk about. And um, I'm going to the first one off the rip. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that somebody wanted me to talk about is abstinence. Um, cool. Let's do it. So abstinence is something that um, I've been working on practicing. It's something personally that kind of started off as just a way for me to be safe and to avoid drama. But over time, it became more of a spiritual experience, you know. Um, I personally think I personally practice abstinence and I think it's great because uh, it's just a way to prevent a lot of. It's just a way to prevent a lot of things. Um, It's a way to really reverse curses in a sense. But um, for me, abstinence uh, is awesome for me because what abstinence has done for me, especially for a boy who grew up in the predominantly male environment, is that it's given me the chance to really value women. And it's definitely given me a chance to value myself as well. But um, it's definitely given me a chance to get to know people, like to be able to have conversations with people like Rachel and Kendra and Alexa and um, Kalisha and Deborah and, um, you know, Samantha, um, who else is out there? You know, um, Ayana, just anyone to get to know these people without the presence of sex. Uh, Sierra, um, you know, to get to know these women without the presence of sex has really helped me develop myself as a male and just how to respect and appreciate and be able to be of service to women, you know? And what I mean of service is just like to be able to be a friend, be able to be a protector, be able to be a provider, like whatever I need to be in that situation, um, I'm able to do it because, uh, you know, abstinence is just, it's it's a race to physical. Like I, I talked to Najee about this where it's like, um, Speaking on relationship wise, like when you get to know someone on a deep emotional level, um, you get to know someone, the physical becomes natural and it also becomes that much more greater, you know, where it's like 
if I already love you and respect you and appreciate you as a person, it's like it's it's like you you are this is like a horrible example, but here we go. It's like you are the full course meal, you know what I'm saying? Like cuz the person themselves, we are very uh, there's layers to us. We're multidimensional creatures, right? So it's like, you know, um you'll get to know people layer by layer because you're not just focused on the physical, but then it's like when the physical does come, it's like you've already had your full course meal, you're full and you're already content. But then like the physical is just like uh, your favorite dessert, you know, <laughs> you know, you're already full, you're already good. But you're like, dang, you know, you know what? That don't sound bad. I can make space for that. So I feel like um, absence is just a way to go. Um, it's obviously a safe way to avoid, you know, um, STIs is what they call them now, right? Uh, sexually transmitted infections. Um, it's a way to also um, just be smart and not have these kids out here in broken homes or uh, to have children in situations where they're, uh, they don't have the best resources, the best opportunity because of our decisions. That was kind of what led me. That was kind of my initial choice reason for being abstinent was that I didn't want to have a kid uh, out of wetlock and also I didn't want to have a kid and not be prepared like I want to be able to like plan for my child and be in a situation where if I am married and I do get my wife pregnant in that situation where I establish where I together and there's something there, there's a foundation where all these situationships I've had in my life like I just think of like anyone that I've ever been with where it's like man what if we had a kid together there's no one that I've been with where we were in a good situation to bring a child into this world. So on a more like basic surface level um, explanation, that was kind of like what led to that. But yeah, I think abstinence is a great idea. Um, It's just really a way just to grow and get to know people. And I feel like, you know, when you do the physical, you miss a lot, you know? So I feel like in situations where I've pursued a woman and I pursue, I pursue her for just the physical aspect. I've missed a lot, but I noticed that like um, I won't say this person name out loud, but there's a woman where like if I had just came into it and just looked at just the physical, I would miss out on how amazing of a woman she is. Like this person is amazing. There's so many different layers and aspects of this person, and I've I've been able to get to unlock those things and to focus on those things because. I'm not just focused on her body. I'm not, I'm, and I haven't, that's the other thing too. It's like when you focus on the physical, you devalue these people to just body parts, to just their, you know, what's the word? Sexually reproductive organs. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, abstinence is cool. And um, I would suggest it to anybody, man. It's, it's, a, it's a great experience. It's also a way to teach uh, self-discipline. It's another thing. It's not a perfect. It's not a perfect uh, art. It's not something that like I just master every day and that I'm the best at. But uh, you know, yeah, I've been cool. It's been like t- two, three years for me. So yeah, man. Um, abstinence is the move. Someone talked about uh, psychedelics equaling spirituality. Um, I should ask that person for more details. But um, as a person who's taken psychedelics before. Um, I mean, spirituality is a very broad term, correct? So um, there is a very spiritual aspect to it. But as anything in this world depends on intention, like 
the times that I in my pre-save life did psychedelics, for me, it was very spiritual, but I've talked to other people where it's been more of just like a party, more of just like something just to have fun with. So uh, to get that spiritual experience is definitely going to depend on your heart, where you're at in your life, um, mental health, um, the company that you have, the space that you're in physically as far as like location of it, whether you're at home, the wilderness, um, things of that nature. But I definitely had some very spiritual experiences in that. And, um, but it's just like anything else, man. Um, so I could, it's definitely going to depend on intention because, uh, even to draw to like church, like, I've been to churches before when I was younger and I didn't have that experience. I would just kind of sit back and look at people like, why is that person screaming hallelujah? Like, why is that person clap? But why is that person crying? What's what, what? I don't get it. Where now, because I intentionally go to church and I intentionally participate, I could feel where people are coming from now. Like I see, like when I hear our praise team sing and I see the praise team dance, um, it hits me harder. The lyrics hit me harder. You know, like I would just, I would hear gospel songs, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love God, love God, blah, blah, blah. But now it hits different because uh, you're doing attention. So same thing with the psychedelic realm. Um, I mean, if you're just doing them, just willy nilly, just to do them, you're not going to feel nothing. You know what I'm saying? But there is a very spiritual aspect to that. But as I said, spirituality in terms is a very uh, broad term, but yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and advocate or suggest it, but I'm also not going to speak against it because uh, it's not my life and I'm not the the judge. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that person. I'm definitely not the one in charge. But, uh, yeah, I would just say that if you're out there and that's something that you already do or something that you are looking to do, just be responsible and just know that uh, that's not something to play with. Like, there's a lot that goes into those psychedelics and, uh, you know, you just got to be mindful of what you're doing. But uh, honestly, for me, I feel like uh, there's other ways to have a spiritual experience. You know, like for me, what works for me doesn't work for you. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely feel like the most spiritual experience, most the best breakthrough I've had was uh, just through Christianity, you know? And I noticed like a lot of people who have... Uh, submitted to a higher power, you know, whether it be, you know, Muslim or Catholic, or whatever, they seem to have their biggest breakthroughs via that way, you know, where like, I've had some pretty cool like situations, spiritual experiences um, through psychedelic realm, but I feel like, you know, it was cool, you know, but like, I feel like I really had breakthroughs and really was broken down through uh submitting to a higher power, man. And I know it's not the answer people want to hear, but you asked me. So <laughs> I can only answer, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and, and hold you. But I'm also not going to sit here and lie about my past. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I hope that answers that question. The last one, I had someone want to talk about normalizing intimacy between friends of the opposite sex. Uh, I love this one. Um, I got to give Jeanette credit on this one because uh, – she was the one who definitely introduced me to intimacy with an opposite sex friend. And um, I'm all here for it. And don't worry about 
what the outside says or how it looks at the outside because only y'all know y'all friendship. Only y'all know how it works. Like if my homegirl, you know, wants to be intimate with me and that's how she shows her love, she should be able to and it not be a matter of are we sleeping together or are we more than friends or stuff like that. Like, you know, for for the longest I used to be confused when I had intimate homegirls. Like, I'd be like, man, does that girl like me? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what's the deal? And I had to, like, minimize my ego and realize that we're all raised different and that we all have different love languages. You know what I'm saying? So, like, some of my friends, you know, like, I've never hugged. Like, we don't really say we love each other like that. But it's it's kind of known through our actions. And certain people where it's like, they tell you all the time. I have homegirls that I've slept in the same bed with and like not even on a sexual level. We're just that cool and we're just that trustworthy of each other. And, um, you know, I've been able to, as I've grown, learn to reciprocate the energy because I personally saw myself as like this, like distant, disconnected, uh, hard heart person. But that's not who I want to be. That's who I've been taught to be. So I actually love intimacy between friends of opposite sex because um, I feel like by nature, that's who I am. I am a loving sweetheart. But throughout my life, I've began to learn that where previously I thought that like I was that hard shell, um, disconnected wall up person. And I thought like, okay, like what I want in my life is I want people who are just like me who are disconnected and this and that. But what I really love is I love friends who text me. I love you. I love friends who hug me. You know, I see some friends where like they kiss each other on the cheek, whatever. Like I appreciate the intimacy, um, especially for someone growing up with it, who once again grew up in a predominantly male um, environment. It's nice to have that intimacy. So, uh, you know, I am a big advocate of that and I see nothing wrong with it and you know if both parties are mature enough to understand that this is just my love language and that this is not anything more than uh it's all good in the hood man um and even that has also transformed into teaching me how to love the homies differently you know like to soften up my homies to say I love you to the homies to hug the homies um you know I just feel like it's good man like that body language that connection it's cool, man. But obviously, it's not everyone's language. I totally get that. And it's not everyone's get down. But um, yeah, I see nothing wrong with that at all. Um, yeah. So I, talk, I I touched on all the topics. Oh, um, the last one someone wanted me to talk about, the virus. Um, I don't really know what there is to say about it, except for, you know, just be safe. And I hope y'all are good. And to those of you who have it or who know someone who has it or you've been exposed to it, man, I pray for y'all. And uh, if you need a prayer request, just please reach out to me, man. Um, don't go on Instagram and try to get information. Everyone got something new, something different. Find out what's real and do what you need to do. That's all I'm going to say about the virus, man. I, like, I don't, I'm good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've answered all the questions. Um, I've touched on everything. I guess I'll hit you with a quick update before I get out of here. Um, the homies, the homies, Johnny and Tootie, they just dropped that album called Hella Shrimp. Um, 
It's on Johnny's SoundCloud. I'm actually, and I'll actually post a link in this description so you guys can listen to it. This is the first album that I've ever been officially featured on. Like, I've never been on anyone's album, an official album, too, on top of that. Like, I'm really excited for this. Um, they took audio from this podcast and they featured it on the album. So, there's an interlude with me and then the final song of the album called Ownership. I do the outro to it, so I'm the last person here on the album. Um, I just want to thank Johnny and um, Tootie for giving me the opportunity to uh, feature on the album. I'm appreciative that uh, I came to mind and that, you know, um, you know that you guys just decided to uh, use me and that, that I was uh, my words were worth the five minutes or whatever that I used up on the album, three minutes, four minutes, whatever. So I appreciate y'all love those guys to death. Um, the album's called Hella Shrimp. Um, by the end of this week or next week, they should have available on all platforms, you know, like all the uh, Apple Musics and SoundCloud. I mean, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Deezers, all that stuff. So I'll definitely make sure to post that link on my story later on when that becomes available. But for now, in the description, I will definitely post the, uh, the SoundCloud link. So y'all definitely should check that out. They put a lot of great work into that album. Um, it's fully produced by Tootie. All the bars from Johnny. I personally love albums where there are no features. And it's just like you get to listen to whoever you came to listen to. So I personally love this album so much because it's like it's a Johnny and Tootie album. So I want to hear Johnny and Tootie. And that's all you hear in the album is Johnny and Tootie spitting. So um, I definitely suggest y'all listen to it. Uh, what, what else do I have going on? Um, books are still available. I have like three laying around here. <laughs> I have a copy of Hella Dangerous. I have a copy of Make Love Cool Again. I have a copy of uh, Don't Hate Create. Um, they're donation-based these days, so whatever you are able to donate will get you a copy of the book. But also, if you just need something to read and something just to pass the time, I got you. Like, just hit me up, and I'll we'll find a way to get it to you for free. Whether um, I gotta throw it out the window when I, when I drive past your house, uh, whether I can mail it to you, whether you come to my house and I throw it out the window, uh, whether you know whatever it is, you know, or I could send a digital copy of it too. That's always another option. If you, you know, don't feel comfortable walking out the house for a quick second, I could definitely send a digital copy. I'm here for that. Just let me know. Um, yeah, that's all I got going on right now. Um, but I'm, oh, uh, I also wrote a blog for my church. Um, it just touches on how basically the the article they want me to talk about how social distancing does not mean social isolation, and how you shouldn't socially like you know social distancing is healthy on the physical realm, but not on the spiritual realm, and that goes for any spiritual um, belief system that you have. Like, this isn't a time to get disconnected. This isn't a time to get lazy and to fall into bad habits. And that's something I had to check myself on where I was in some very bad habits. And God definitely kicked my butt instantly. So that um, article is just about how just because we're laid off or just because things are shut down, that does not mean that um, in specific that God is laid off, that God is on break because God is active all the time and God loves us and um, God wants to hear from us. So uh, don't run, <laughs> you know? And so that's, that's what the article is about. 
I'm trying to think what else have I done in these recent days. Um, I think that's about it. I don't know if I don't know if you guys have checked out my interview with uh, on Sag Vibes yet. Check that out if you haven't yet. Um, that's out and about. I'm just looking to make some more moves, stay active. Um, I'm also not going to force nothing either, just because we're all locked up. Doesn't mean I'm going to force stuff by any stretch. Whatever comes to me naturally, it will happen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been recording some music. I've been writing a lot too, but I've been recording a lot of music. Not a lot of music, like five songs I've recorded so far. I've been writing, so maybe throughout the time, I'll try to find some cool ways to like record myself and to share those things with you. Um, yeah, man, let me just get some shouts real quick. Give a shout out to um, my sister Samantha, as always. Um, give a shout out to Alexa. Shout out to Rachel. Um, right now, as I'm recording this, it's her birthday, but by the time you hear this, it probably won't be her birthday. <laughs> shout out to Najee. Shout out to Paul, Kendra, Alvin. Uh, Pastor Meeks, um, Pastor Burton, um, William, the whole city church. Love y'all. Um, shout out to, did I say Johnny and Tootie already? Johnny and Tootie, if I hadn't. Um, shout out to uh, Ayana, to Ken, to uh, Hi, um, Ostie, and um, Natalie. Um, Chase, Sierra. Okay, I, I, I'm done. Y'all get it. Shout out to everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Shout out to everyone who. Also, shout out to everyone who is doing. Um, you know, whether you whether whatever kind of work you're doing, whether you work at a hospital right now, you do custodial work, you're um a cashier, you work in any kind of grocery business, retail of any kind that's open. Shout out to you for being front line and putting yourself out there because obviously. One could say, well, of course they got to go out there because they got to pay bills. But not everybody out there on the front line. So appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do. Um, yeah, shout out to my job even for um, just being so cool there. The chef of my job is going to cook some uh, meals for us to pick up this weekend. So I'm going to go pick that up. So that's really awesome that um, you know they're offering that up. Um, yeah, man. So uh, shout out to everyone. Shout out to you for listening. Yeah, you. You're like, what? Nah, he ain't talking. Now I'm talking to you, bro. Shout out to you. Anywho, um, I'm going to play a song. I'm not sure what song I'm going to play, honestly. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I do know, but it's, it's definitely one of the songs that I've recorded since this whole lockdown, social distancing, self-quarantine kind of thing is going on. Um, so, yeah, it's a brand new song. I'm released. Check it out. It's pretty dope. Uh, matter of fact, I'll do you one better. I'm going to do you one better, family. I'm not even going to do one of my songs. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to play a song from the album that just dropped. So I was, I was telling you guys about the album Hella Shrimp that I'm on. There's a song in there called Ownership. And um, yeah, Johnny spitting bars. So it's gonna, this is Johnny and Tootie. It's called Ownership. It's featuring me. I'm at the end of the song, so make sure I listen to it. Anyways, turn your devices all the way up. Once again, this is Johnny and Tootie featuring yours truly, Natty Free. It's called Ownership. I will be talking to y'all really soon. I'm about to hear yee-hee. You write the 
bottom trying to own this shit Bill with my people talking ownership We work for it, nobody ever loan this chips And my girl's so bad I'm trying to clone the bitch Hey, you rent the spot, I'm trying to own this shit Bill with my people talking ownership We work for it, nobody ever loan this chips And my girl's so bad I'm trying to clone the bitch They notice I can't quit, I got drive, call a driver Before I had a whip, I had ambitions as a rider I was swimming in the pussy, getting deeper than a diver She had a broken heart, but I fixed it like MacGyver And you don't know about the risk we take I'm focused on the bag, not about the list we make Get the cream, get the cream, can't forget the cake I got drip, got water, come and swim the lake Backstroke to the money, ain't it funny how the funds turn a bummy nigga to another person I sell it all like a merchant, it's important that you work And you gon' spend your early 20s so search So find yourself and look beneath Orion's belt Travel through the stars, you can battle with the gods Trying to dabble with the odds, but the universe got a way of handling it all Just be patient for the call You rent the spot, I'm trying to own this shit Bill with my people talking ownership We work for it, nobody ever loan this chips And my girl's so bad, I'm trying to clone the bitch Hey, you rent the spot, I'm trying to own this shit Bill with my people talking ownership We work for it, nobody ever loan this chips And my girl's so bad I'm trying to clone the bitch They notice it The world cold, I like my Henny on the rocks Johnny been looking for a Jenny from the block I make change, invest pennies in the stocks Can't live your life aiming semis at the ops Ooh, the world cold, I like my Henny on the rocks Johnny been looking for a Jenny from the block I make change, invest pennies in the stocks Can't live your life aiming semis at the ops Young gun, run the court like I'm Trey Young Shooting in the gym, I'll be ready when the day come Don't spend it all Little homie better save up Made a couple bands But my brother you ain't made much Talk expansion Let's get a couple acres for a mansion Co-following I think I'm Manson Everybody know my name Like I'm Ted Danson Gigging shoes on We don't do too much dancing I reach the surface Like a great white Brighter than the daylight If you want a feature What's the pay like? I learn to value All my skills Trying to balance out the bills And I still record raps On the same mic I live life for the people that ain't living When the vision's looking vivid, don't you question why I did it Find motives in the ditches, it's a hemi in the engine When I make a hundred mil, then I'm finished You rent the spot, I'm trying to own this shit Bill with my people talking ownership We work for it, nobody ever loan this chips And my girl's so bad, I'm trying to clone the bitch Hey, You rent the spot, I'm trying to own this shit Bill with my people talking ownership We work for it, nobody ever loan this chips And my girl's so bad, I'm trying to clone the bitch They notice it As long as you try, you can't fail, you know what I'm saying? You can't fail, man. Like, I've put plenty of music out and nothing's happened with it. Like, I haven't had any song that's really hit yet where, like, it's been, like, known. The music thing's kind of been there. But I'm already successful because I, you know, told myself I was going to make music. I recorded myself, you know, rapped on some beats, uh, made the artwork, made a SoundCloud, put the project together and released it to the public for the world.